This is this is fine. This is fine. This, this is, is fine. fine. This is fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for jo- other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like, is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Today's episode is brought to you by Picnic Health. If you're someone who regularly sees the inside of a doctor's office and you need a little help keeping all your records straight, or you aspire to be the kind of person who gets an annual physical, has a dermatologist, and is on top of all their medical shit, Picnic Health is your ultimate resource for your entire health history. Picnic Health allows you to take ownership over your health and to easily access every single record, lab result, scan, and more, down to the doctor's notes. Trust me, I've seen mine. Navigating healthcare can be scary and intimidating, but Picnic Health makes it so much easier. You also have the option to anonymously and securely contribute to health research that's working toward finding cures for over a dozen diseases, which also makes your membership totally free, $0 a month free. To learn more about owning your health, visit PicnicHealth.com, P-I-C-N-I-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. This is your captain speaking, Dominique, and we are rocking and a rolling through summertime. I hope everyone is applying and reapplying their SPF, spending some more time outside, safely soaking up the sun, getting those hot girl walks in. If not, maybe carve out some time right now. You can take me with you. I'll go on that hot girl walk. Quick check-in. How are you feeling? How are things with your mental health, your finances, your relationships? What about your home life, your projects, and your work? What about your physical health and your fitness? And lastly, how are you doing with your confidence levels and insecurities? Did any of my questions right now just bring any of that up? Today, I have brought in someone to give you the pep talk of a lifetime. All of us, regardless of age, gender, background, economic status, career status, whatever, all of us deal with insecurities. And there are certain things in life that trigger those insecurities from time to time. Yet in order for us to live more happily, to live with that feeling of freedom, liberation, levity, radiance, insert feel-good adjective here, it is so important to learn how to overcome or at least integrate those feelings of insecurity and step into our most confident selves. Do I sound like an inspirational cat poster? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) To help us with all of this, I invited certified confidence and mindset coach, one hell of a title, Jenny Gaither, founder of Brave Babe Confidence and Mindset Coaching. She's the host of the podcast Dive Deep with Jenny. You may already know her as a former master soul cycle instructor, creator of the Movement Foundation, and she's a competitive dancer to boot. I became friends with Jenny when we both lived in San Francisco. I used to aggressively ride front row in her marina class. Shout out to anyone who's in those classes, front row. She fundamentally changed my confidence level and my feelings about my body. Thanks to Jenny, I now have the unbridled audacity to wear sports bras willy-nilly in public, regardless of setting. Thank you, Jenny. From that point onward, she's been a massive inspiration to me. From afar, when she lived in New York, and now she's in San Diego, so I'm obviously so thrilled and so grateful to have her here in my hometown. I don't think it's a stretch to say that virtually all of us have asked at one point, how do I become more confident? So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Jenny. We are so happy you're here with us. Thank you for coming down to the studio in your new hometown. I could not be happier to be here (laughs) (laughs) in this beautiful city that is now mine. It's your home. It's so beautiful. You're a local. You've been to Better Buzz. I've been to Better Buzz. You've gone on all the little trail walks, Torrey Pines. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was going for a walk, and I ended up, like, on a— like mountain. A mountain trail, yes. I was like, there are mountains here? Like what? <laughs> yeah, like sheer cliffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So uh, listeners, we were just talking uh, offline, off mic, I don't know, about how we haven't seen each other in person in uh, roughly four years. It's Crazy. been a long time. We've been friends for a long time and it's been a while since we have been in the same physical space. Jenny just moved from New York to San Diego and this is... Uh, the first real big conversation we've had. So thanks for thanks for joining this wild ride. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. I'm seriously so ready. Yes. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Literally, though, because we have to have good posture with the microphones. I know. I'm sitting so tall right now. <laughs> it's like piano posture. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, well, first things first, are you fine? How are you? <laughs> What's going on in your Am world? Am I fine? That's a great question. Yeah. I 
don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what's so interesting about the four years that, four years? Yeah, I think so. That we've like. You moved in 2018, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I left like that spring. Yeah. The world has completely changed since I've seen you. So (laughs) it's very like, where do we even start? You know, because it's just so much has changed. But for me personally, this past year has been the biggest life changing, altering, (laughs) emotionally, I don't know. I just feel like I've I've had what my friend and I joke that we are we've gone through a rebirth. Yeah. A renaissance. Yes. And a like we're little baby embryos <laughs> coming. Like we're like little cocoon we're in our cocoons coming out. Because yeah. we used to joke like that we were old ladies because I'm an old soul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely you are. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I think this is actually manifesting in me like getting sick and all the time and like my body shutting down so now I'm like I'm young I'm like this new butterfly and I'm ready to go oh I love that so much you know how I feel about butterflies in general I just I am gonna call it your genesance (laughs) genesance I love that for me yeah I do too this is your rebirth I'm gonna join you I wanna be in a renaissance a genesance a domisance I don't know I've I've taken it too far I've officially taken it too far (laughs) so so uh, the answer to uh, am I fine is Kind of, yeah. Um, to be continued. Yeah, TBD. I think that's kind of all the time, right? Like, we're both fine and not fine at the same time. Yeah, I think that what I've realized more recently at 34, moving to San Diego, starting my own, well, running my own business, yeah. coaching business full-time for the first time, paying for my health insurance. Mm-hmm. It's fun, isn't it? Like reevaluating my life as a single woman. <laughs> like, do I want a dog or do I want a baby? Like, I don't know. <laughs> do I want to live in America? Do I want to move to France. Australia? Say like, France. <laughs> it, there's just, it's just life is so interesting because our generation is the complete opposite than our parents. Yeah. It's and true. we've prioritized freedom and flexibility over stability. Yeah. And I don't regret that one bit but now that I the world has totally caught on fire (laughs) in more ways than anyone could have ever imagined all I want is stability and I just want to be like coddled and like held (laughs) like a baby yes like I do yeah like I really do I read have you read (laughs) Glennon Doyle's um what is it the book with like all the rainbow on the outside is it untamed I've read Untamed. Is that that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, right? It's like rainbow and sparkles on the outside. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I remember from this book. Free yet held. That mm-hmm. is like the most succinct way to put it. And I think about this all the time. You want to feel free yet held. I sometimes talk about this like a balloon with a paperweight, like the little anchor. Yep. So you can like fly around, but then you've got that little bit of stability, mm-hmm. the balance mm-hmm. of the two, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the Libra in me too. Yeah, that's my Libra moon. Yeah. So yeah. I I find, oh, you're a Libra moon? Yeah, girl. Shook. I just, do you see my eyes? I'm yeah, I just, in real time. <laughs> so, you know, we've got the, the, the vibe. I, I knew we were, like, connected on yeah. some level, it's soul level. It's at that point. It's the, it's the moon, sun <laughs> conjunction. Yeah, it's the scale in moon. Our yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got it there. It's it's the um, people-pleasing, indecisive, need balance, mm-hmm. everything's beautiful and aesthetic Libra vibe, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's me. Somehow every episode has come back to astrology so far. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Especially because it's me and I am annoying. It's totally no, I've, I wish I knew more, but I pretend I know a lot. All I know is Kim K is also a Libra. She is a Libra, yeah. And I, I find that we have a lot of similarities. <laughs> <laughs> This is fine. Send no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so jumping right on in uh, from your transition from fitness, okay, so like soul cycle, training, movement, uh, literally like movement foundation into more of the mental health realm, Brave Babe. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So I find that my my whole career from— studying dance in college to moving to New York City to pursue this professional career in dance that was my dream since I was seven years old. Like, I was that kid that was always clear, like, loved the question, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a dancer. (laughs) Yes. You know, like, I always knew what I wanted, and I find that that's something I've, like, 
feel is a gift. Yes. And it's rare. It's rare. I, I would find like my friends would get so frustrated and not have that clarity mm-hmm. and I wouldn't know what to tell them. And yeah. when I got to New York and I quit dancing because I had an eating disorder, it was like, oh my God, now what? Like right. this whole, my whole life I've been working towards this exact moment and I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Like what? That's devastating. It was crazy. Yeah. And so when I fell into fitness, it was just like a transition, figure out your life and teach cycling because, you know, you got to make some cash. Yeah. And then got to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. And I fell in love with coaching, I think yeah. is what it is. Like motivating people to see something that they can't see in themselves or something that they've felt in themselves before and have lost. And that is what I fell in love with about teaching, is just really giving people this very different perspective on their life, helping them think differently, but also finding like a crazy sense of power that they may have not known that's there. Yeah. And so that's what I loved about teaching at SoulCycle. And then that empowered me to start movement foundation in a way because that power as a woman is you know especially at that time which was like 2012 is was kind of like unheard of like women were supposed to be like wafy and thin and dainty dainty yeah Mm -hmm. like simple and easygoing yeah if I see that on a hinge profile one more time (laughs) I swear in my life I'm like no I'm not going to be easygoing for you. I'm going to yeah. do what I want to do. I'm just myself. I'm yeah. just myself. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, an annoyance. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, totally. Like, I think we're all, like, coming to terms with our own definition of femininity now. Yeah. And, like, high maintenance, low maintenance. Like, yeah. I used to pride myself on being, like, super low maintenance. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, 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 I'm super high maintenance. And yeah. I'm really proud of and that. And that's fine. Yeah. Because we're not- it just means I care about myself. <laughs> yeah. We're not trying to be a pick me right now. We're just like <laughs> yeah. being authentic. Like, yeah. It's okay if you have needs and boundaries and desires. Totally. You don't have to be ashamed of any of those things. Totally. So, yeah, I found that as a woman, it was just so not talked about, like this feeling of being strong and feeling of empowerment and yeah, balancing masculinity and femininity yeah. and feeling comfortable with both. Right. And feeling comfortable being commanding and assertive right. and a boss. And so that's how I started Movement Foundation. I really wanted to take, yeah, that same sort of vision of helping people see this yeah. maybe potential that they never saw before. And during the pandemic, though— like a lot shifted for me. You know, I taught at Soul Cycle for 11 years. Yeah, you did. And wow. a lot of wear and tear on my body. Yeah. And then I was a professional dancer. I was going to say, after being a dancer for so long and then putting all the extra strain, how are you like physically feeling now? You know, I don't move that often anymore. Okay. And I thought that was a really good thing because it was honestly what my body was craving. Mm-hmm. And I really try to just listen to my body and what it needs. But now I think... I need a little more structure right. to ensure that I am moving. Like, I love bit, yeah. walking. Yeah. The hot girl walk. Is yes. that the TikTok thing? It is the hot girl walk. I talk about this all the time. And especially, like, so you remember when I was in San Francisco, I was taking your class and Luigi's class and Natalie's class in the same day. Or I would go to Barry's twice and then hot yoga and, like, working out three times a day. I wasn't an instructor. I wasn't making money. I was actually losing money doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I thought I had to be working out all the time. And then coming down here and, like, slowing my life down, it changed everything physically, mentally. Like, doing Pilates a few times a week, like, beautiful, slow, like, juicy, lovely movement. Mm -hmm. Very dancer-esque, but I still felt strong and empowered. And then walks. Obviously, like, getting a dog helped with that. Mm-hmm. significantly but just getting out and moving for walks and like switching to low impact yeah that you know soul cycle wasn't high impact but you know it's still a pretty gnarly workout really yeah, yeah. it really really was or is but is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I totally relate to that I've been only drawn to really soft gentle movement yeah like slow yoga yep warm yoga yeah. like I just again like want to be like a little baby. A little like, baby swaddled. Like <laughs> it's a good season. Yeah. yeah. It's a soft season. It's a really soft season. Yeah. Which for me is so new. Yeah. Because I am I feel like I have hard edges. Yeah. 
So it's like very interesting to yeah. like. You were a lot of like yin energy for a while, right? Like mm-hmm. really active, really mm-hmm. out. And now it's kind of like that. Is it yang or yang? I don't know how to say it correctly, but I'm going to pretend I do. But like, yeah, just kind of like down and in a little bit more versus like up and out. Yeah. And there's a lot of like internal dialogue around that where yeah. like conflict of like, you know, the the stories of am I being lazy? Am right. I, am I yeah. depressed? Right. Am I unmotivated? You know, just questioning that it's wrong just because it's different. Just because we're slowing down, right? And we're so used to this, like, yeah, not to, like, be the capitalism hater yet again, but, you know, hyper-capitalistic, hyper-productive, mm-hmm. you know, go, go, go. Hustle eat. culture. Yeah, hustle culture, girl boss culture, eat at your desk, yep. go, 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 work out 75 times a day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, doing anything other than that feels like you're doing something wrong. It really does. Yeah. and. So I work with women now through my coaching, and I find that that's, like, one of the biggest things that comes up is this constant fear that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing and that their path is wrong. Or, like, there's just this constant guilt or fear or anxiety that they're in the wrong place, wrong time, the wrong partner or house or job and it's just this constant questioning of themselves we doubt ourselves so much Mm -hmm. why please have the existential answer for me now (laughs) i find that a lot of millennial women have lost their moral compass along the way and i say this just from experience from myself listening to my friends also clients coaching yeah Yeah. so I think it's a lack of a moral compass or just a disconnection from it and this outsourcing of what to do with my life or know what the right answer is by looking at what other people have chosen to do on Instagram or just looking outside of themselves for these answers for that pointing north versus the internal yeah Yeah. and, and also not allowing the discomfort of not knowing and just trusting yourself. And that takes, I feel like there's so many different types of strengths, right? There's physical strength, emotional strength, mental strength. And then I feel like there's like this type of strength to know that you have all of these options, but to feel that one is the right one. Like wisdom. A wisdom, a like chi. Yeah. Like a that innate energy, like a Yoda ness. Yeah. <laughs> Your Yoda intelligence, yeah, very big Star Wars fan over yes. here. Um, no, seriously, you're in the right place. Like okay, this is good. the environment for you. Oh, I love you so much. I love um, you. Yeah, that you know what it is. It's not. I feel like a lot of people get that little whisper, but it's that you act on it, mm-hmm. especially when the gremlins come out. Yeah, telling you. The force. <laughs> that it's probably wrong. You're probably going to make the wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's so interesting to think, like, we, we've we externalized so much that we've lost that internal navigator, right? Like our internal GPS. I feel like that's a very Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you're into any Abraham Hicks, like the very spiritual, like, manifestations. Oh, girl, you're going to love this. Yeah. I'm gonna, um, if Shannon is listening right now, she gave me my first set of CDs <laughs> like years ago when I first wow. met her of uh, The Art of Allowing. And I'm going to bequeath that to you oh my gosh, this afternoon. Yes. Um, I don't know if you have a CD player. Mine was in my car. I don't, mm-hmm. but I can definitely find one on <laughs> we'll, eBay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Let's just get you a book. <laughs> anyway, sort of derailed a little bit. But we're kind of like, I guess, circle back into... Your coaching. You are taking all of this and putting it into your coaching. Can you talk about beginning Brave Babe, this new business? Yeah. So when I, just to like reverse back, I met you, Dom, in San Francisco, but then I ended up moving back to New York. Mm -hmm. And the reason I moved back to New York was I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do with my life after SoulCycle. Like I knew how taxing it was as a job. And I also after 11 years, wanted to really push myself. Yeah. It's easy to say comfortable. I could have stayed forever, honestly. We love being comfortable. I love, yeah. Yeah. And I just knew, again, little whisper, that it was time to push myself in such bigger ways and that I know I'm meant to reach more people and do more. 
in a different capacity and sort of like outfit, you yeah. know, like yeah, <laughs> costume. <laughs> um, so, but still Lululemon, like <laughs> yeah, no, still one hundred percent. No, it's like full sweatsuit. No, yeah. it's not. It's not like Absolutely. spandex at all anymore. No. I think I threw it all out. To oh be my god, I was like, burn it. It's so over this. It yeah. smells. <laughs> R.I.P. My entire wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if that was gross. But <laughs> apologies. Um, Don't worry. There's an upcoming episode about poop, so like you're oh totally my gosh. fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm yeah, in good company. You're definitely not the grossest. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because I, when I moved back to New York, I was having co- what I thought I was doing was I thought I was having coffee with a friend, and little did I know that she was pitching me to be her client, and she's a business coach. Oh dang! And by the end. I had, like, signed on to be, like, her one-on-one client. And it was sort of, like, this serendipitous, like, did you just school me like that? Like, yeah. wait, did you did that just really happen? But also very excited, and it felt cool. very aligned. And so I think that that was where my my vision was going. Again, like, taking this concept of just changing the venue, but it's, like, the same. Like the medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the medium, exactly. There you go. Yeah. You're so smart. Um, (laughs) I work with words a lot. (laughs) If I'm slower today, it's because I had like two hours of sleep last night. I just couldn't. Girl, you're on fire. Just keep it rolling. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I wanted to—people don't know this about me. I'm like very much an introvert. Yeah. And But you're good at adapting and being the extrovert when you're on stage, when you need to be in the spotlight. Yeah. No, I get that because same. Same. Yeah. 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 Super hermity, super introverted, but very good at pretending to be an extrovert. Yeah. Because I like people. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like people, but it's just like, oh, I I need so much recharging after I'm social. So much recharging. Yeah. 100%. But the dancer in me mm-hmm. loves the, the stage. Yeah. Loves the microphone. Totally. La, 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 la. <laughs> like, you're so happy to be here out. with a mic. <laughs> like, you, do you see me? I'm animated. Yeah. Like, I feel alive again. Yeah. But, yeah, so I definitely— I definitely love that. But there was a part—I think the softness was, like, pulling at me. Like, I yeah. want, like, a slower— more intimate setting where it's deeper conversations, less like um, mantras and motivational messaging, but like taking that and then putting that into practice. Living it. Living it. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I just did it. I don't know. I filed for an LLC and I was was like— Was it $700 plus like a $22 processing fee? It was, I don't really remember. I think I blacked out. Not I just I'm put my credit card number in and I was just like, oh my God. Jesus, take like, the wheel. People are like, Jenny, how do you always take risks? I'm like, just close your eyes and click the button. Yeah, that's me with all of my purchases. Yeah, seriously. That's why you wake up and you're like, why are there 100 Amazon boxes outside yes. my uh, house? Past me was really looking out for a future me, <laughs> except for my finances. Yep. But I have a lot of cool things. <laughs> Sorry. Come over. Come on down. You can see all of the things. <laughs> all of my unnecessary possessions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so to be totally honest with you, I wasn't certified but when I started my business, but I had been in therapy for eight years. That counts. <laughs> and I, I think so. Yeah. And obviously just like a total self-development, help, yeah. health and you've Wellness been with junkie. You've been with so many different experts. Like I remember, you saw so many different kinds of specialists when we were in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've been exposed, similar to my health journey, my professional journey. Like we've been around so many people. I talk about how I've basically written like a hundred dissertations, <laughs> just like the quantity of work that I've put out and the mm-hmm. people I've interviewed mm-hmm. on so many. Like, but it's like so broad. I have no specialty. It's just like general wellness. <laughs> mm. But you have that experience. Like maybe there's not the, uh, I don't know, like the PhD to put next to it, but you've been exposed to and you've studied and you've researched and you've learned and you've absorbed and experienced all that stuff. It's Yeah. Yeah. And so like you're so right. I feel like I've, I'm a sponge. You're, mm-hmm. If you're interested in something, you're going to, your, your ears are open. Yep. You're available to hearing it and processing it. And when you love something and you're passionate about it, that's when you're like just already taking it in and adapting it to your life. So that's how yep. therapy, yeah, yeah, everything that you just said, I've I've been 
taking in as much information as I can yeah. forever. And so building the curriculum was just a piece of cake. I feel like it was in my brain this whole time. And so cool. Yeah, I just launched it and it took off, which is so crazy. It just like took off and it was really successful. But I felt like I had something to prove in other areas of my life and got distracted. Oh, interesting. And so it was very like on, off, on, off, on, off in the sense of like it wasn't consistent. It was very part-time. And not that I regret that, but I do wish that I just went for it. Focused. Yeah, I just yeah. wish that I just kept going. Like what it, it was, you know, the overachiever type A person in me likes to prove myself. Yeah, totally. And so who doesn't? Yeah. But yeah, and so, you know, I didn't need to prove anything. And when you surround yourself with people that make you feel that way long enough, you will yeah. think that. It's so true. The right network, the right support system. Yeah. I mean, just from the past like couple weeks with, you know, launching the show, it just was such a huge reminder of how big of an impact your network, your community, mm -hmm. they make on your confidence levels, like what we're talking about today, like how you feel about your work, yourself, but also your ability to keep going and mm -hmm. to focus and that, you know, sometimes you do need that external affirmation. I know like a lot of it, like we need our internal compass, our internal affirmation, yeah. like to know from the inside, but it doesn't hurt when you have people who love you, like reaffirming mm -hmm. on the outside that you're doing okay, especially yes. when you can't see it yourself. Yes, especially in the world that we live in right now. Yeah. It's okay to like want cheerleaders and need yeah. cheerleaders. We all do. It's so true. We all do. And if people are making you question or doubt yourself, Stella. Stella, are you mad at the people that make me feel not enough? <laughs> so, Stella's my, like, look at them. <laughs> my, uh, my dog's in the studio because she's a princess and uh, wanted to participate. She had things to say about that. Is she by you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's at your feet, isn't she? She's behind me. She really <laughs> felt that topic. But she was compelled. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But yeah, so again, like the pandemic really turned things around where I used that time to do a lot of self-reflection. I mean, I was alone a lot. I was yeah. in New York throughout the entire first two years yeah. of the pandemic. And let me tell you, that was life-altering. That was hard AF. Yeah. So hard. And a lot of my friends, or all my friends in New York, um, most of them, all of them, are from the East Coast, so they went home oh. to their families. It's not like you can bring a friend mm -mm. during COVID. Holy well, they shit. all would have loved to invite me. Yeah. I was alone in the city, literally, by, by myself. Yeah. And so in that time, I realized how I was playing small. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time for self-reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Jenny, you don't play small. That's not you. Hell yeah, girl. You don't play small. <laughs> you're going to quit this job, and you're going to run your business full-time. And I was like, but yes. really? And then I was like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds really, really great. And so I feel like I've always loved—I don't know why it's so hard for us to just, like, own our gifts, but yeah, I'm a creative person. Mm -hmm. I love being creative. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. And so the fact that I get to create my day, I get to create every single thing that I do— and no one can tell me no is the greatest gift of all time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously, like, a lot of challenges to being an entrepreneur. Right. Many. <laughs> so many. Many. So But many. I just want to talk about all the butterflies right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we feel good today. <laughs> I feel really great right now. But, no. And so I just, I feel like it was a really, it's, it was like a trust exercise between me and myself. Yeah, a trust fall to yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know what? We're just going to try because worst case scenario, you know, you become a barista for a while and yeah. figure out something else. And But I'd rather take the risk than not. Yeah, and totally. So, you always have a backup plan. You're never going to 100% fail. You've got people in your corner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had no backup plan, but. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Quitting with, like, absolutely no backup plan and no intention of going back Zero. to an office. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm not close to—I'm working on my relationship with my family, but yeah. they're not—they—I'm not the— Like, tight-knit. No. Yeah. No. And so I would never go um, live with my parents. So that's not an option for me. Yeah, so there's like no safety net in that way. Yeah. yeah, so I think that had another layer of— You gotta get it done. You know what? Like, this is, like— 
this is like quote risky and but I was like you've been surviving and like living and thriving yeah. and making a name for yourself in the craziest city of all cities yeah. most competitive cities of all cities yeah. at 23 so like you can do this at 34 yeah. so I just like honestly I'm like what would Jenny at 23 do because All of it. <laughs> when you get older, it is so true that you become a little more fearful. Yeah, because you've seen repercussions. Yeah. You've experienced them. <laughs> yeah, you've lived a, through a lot, too. And so it's like you don't want to go backwards. Yeah. And it's like when people are transitioning and moving jobs, they want to go forward. They want to go Up. progress. Yeah. And it's the same when you work for yourself or make these, like, small leap, small and massive leaps um, you want to just constantly feel like you're moving forward, even if there's like a low-hanging fruit that could provide you security and stability. Yeah. It's like I'd much rather know that I've like really lived and took like massive risks to be become the person that I want to be. Yeah. Well, it's probably also really bolstered your confidence in yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. feeling strong and capable because you did take the risk. And I feel like even if, you know, a project or a job or something didn't succeed— you would still feel proud of yourself and thus more confident. Is that, am I on the right track with 100%. that 100%. One? So okay. I don't actually believe in failure at all. Yeah. I don't. That's and probably really helpful. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in it. And the reason is like, what is, again, like what is failure? Like right. what's the worst case scenario? And like, let's say it's very black and white. Like you apply for this job and you don't get it. Right. Okay. So apply for a different job. Yeah, totally. Like the world moves on. It's not yeah. that you can't do what your purpose is, right? And so I'm actually working with um, some clients on that as well. It's like they were working for the Googles and the Facebooks and they were in tech and they were just really unhappy. Yeah. And so it's like, again, change your medium. And yeah. so it's just, you know, the, it's so cheesy. But like the no realigns you to something that feels— Almost better Even sometimes. better, yeah, totally. It kind of sounds like my therapist who's always like, failures, like, quote-unquote failures are really just lessons. Like, you don't learn from your successes. It's true. Like, that's deep as hell, Dr. Newhouse. <laughs> God, I, is this a woman? No, he he's retired, which is, like, really bad for my mental health, but, like, really nice for him. I was going to say, hook me up. I know. Yeah. I totally would have. Like, he's an absolute <laughs> genius. Like, I was going to say RIP, but I'm like, he's not dead. <laughs> he's just retired and probably living his best life. He uh, practiced for 50 years. Wow. Yeah. He's a geriatric psychiatrist, and somehow— I got paired with someone mm-hmm. whose, like, average clientele is 80 years old. Oh, my gosh. See, this is what I say. Like, when you start saying that you're 80, you start manifesting that stuff. Yeah. So instead, we're pretending to be just 23 and— Little baby cocoon. Yeah. Blossoming butterflies. butterflies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, jumping right back into this confidence thing. You're coaching people on how to be their most confident self, shifting their mindset into confidence. I feel like we've talked before about how certain programs, certain communities that seem like this positive, like, confidence builder, underneath, it's kind of more so stoking the fires of insecurity and, like, making us feel like we have to look a certain way in order to be confident. I feel like you've encountered a lot of that in your career. Mm -hmm. What are we doing now? What are you doing now with Brave Babe to shift that? focus and help us find authentic confidence instead of thinking we have to conform to be confident? Mm, I love that question. Thanks. (laughs) That's a really, really great question because I don't think people—I think you put it—you said it so eloquently. And thank you. (laughs) I don't think people may have, like, seen it in that Yeah, it it can be subversive. I mean, like, I've participated in challenges and been parts of, you know, part of communities that— you know, on the outside, it seems like, oh, this is going to help me feel better about myself. I'm going to feel so confident if I do this thing, mm-hmm. if I look this way, mm-hmm. if I've achieved whatever, you know, end goal of this program. Mm-hmm. When really it's like, oh, that means I'm not confident right now at my, like, A point. Mm-hmm. I'll only be confident at the B point. Mm-hmm. And that kind of erodes your confidence in a way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it Again, it's like they're hitting at your pain point of— they, yeah. They're making you feel bad so that yeah. when you do feel better because of whatever they are you attribute feeding it to you, yeah. it, it's because of them. But that's the wrong—that's a whole—that's not— no, no, Just no, no, no. Uh, casually capitalizing on our vulnerabilities. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, uh, I have so much to say about this. Please do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, gloves are coming off. Yes. Earrings are coming out. <laughs> the hoops um, are out. 
<laughs> tits out. Um, <laughs> um, no, they're not. But um, <laughs> I just choked on my soda. <laughs> um, I would say, and you're, y'all are probably like, and y'all, I say y'all because I say y'all too. I'm from California. Yeah, people in California say y'all. My friends from Tennessee who are probably listening to this, I don't even think they say y'all. <laughs> Maybe they do. Yeah, they, they probably do. Yeah, I definitely say y'all. Yeah, I say y'all. I think I was like Southern in another life, maybe. But. Yeah, it's an inclusive term. Mm-hmm. You all. I don't think they realize they're being very inclusive. <laughs> yeah, so take that. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about programs that capitalize on our vulnerabilities. They pretend to be bolstering your confidence, and really they're kind of chipping away at it. Yeah, so y'all have probably realized so far that I'm— you're like, wait, this woman's a coach? <laughs> I'm definitely not your traditional coach. I There's so many things that I don't believe that are happening, don't believe in that I see happening out there. And what I would say is as a coach, I approach everything from the perspective of all I want the other person to experience when they work with me is their own mind. Yeah. So I am essentially a mirror as opposed to like shoving different beliefs and— Forcing someone to adopt your beliefs. Yeah, I I don't believe in that at all. And I'm not here to tell you that I have my life together and that I'm the most confident, perfect person because I will tell you all of the things that—as to why I'm not that. Right. But I want to be a mirror. So that's that's what I I do. I'm essentially— helping people see themselves, and there is no me in the conversation. Right. And that's what bugs me so damn much. About the other programs. Other programs in coaching industry, fitness industry, it's like the me, me, me show. Yeah, totally. And I'm over—I've been over it since— Way back when. Yeah, no, I remember, like, even talking about a certain—I'm not going to name names or point fingers, but, like, you probably remember we've had conversations. I almost worked for a company, Mm -hmm. and you're like, don't. (laughs) Like, actually, it's, like, not good. (laughs) Like, oh, Oh, well. Like, oh, you're probably right. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's—yeah. I find that there is a way— Oh, my gosh. Today is a big day. In the country and yeah, and we're recording on Friday the twenty fourth, and it's it's a lot going on today. Yeah, so I think a lot about leadership because essentially what I am is a leader, mm-hmm. and coach can be kind of a weird term, right? Because I think people can put that role as like an expert, but then you're like, what's an expert? She doesn't mm-hmm. have a PhD. And I'm like, yeah, no, totally. I don't. You're so right. I have a coaching certificate too. And I'm like, do people take me seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I am certified now, by the way. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, you know, I offer things when people ask me, but I don't believe in advice. I don't yeah. believe in telling people what to do. I don't believe in feeding into people's stories either. We have mind drama. So yeah. everything that I'm, telling about myself or what I did today or what happened last month or year, it everything is, most of it is thoughts. None of it is really facts, probably like one or two facts. Like I moved from New York to San Diego and then everything else is fillers with all <laughs> my mind drama, you know? Yeah. And it's all of these things that we create. And so if we can create them, that's a very empowering thing to know because then we can change it. Yeah. And that's it's where you feel different. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have power. That's where you have control. And so that's what I want to teach people. I'm not here to teach you this is right, this is wrong, this is, you know, this is going to make your skin glow until you're whatever. <laughs> it's just like people are selling you something yeah. that I don't think is missing. It's just you don't know how to use it, utilize it or see it. It's already there. It's already there. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good perspective. Okay, so— On that point, I know you're like, I don't really give advice. And now I'm like, can you give us some advice? (laughs) (laughs) I can offer. So I'll offer. I'll offer, like, if people ask. Okay. Like, direction. If if I'm asking? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I'm like, all right, the number one question on our minds, most of our minds, is like, why am I insecure about X, Y, or Z? And how do I get over that and feel more confident? I think everyone, I mean, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I feel like everyone 
wants to be a little more confident. I don't know many people who are like, I'm perfectly happy with how confident I am in every area of my life. Mm -hmm. Like my relationship life, how I feel about myself, my finances, my home life, my career. Like everyone's got a point that feels like an insecurity to them. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to be a little more confident. Mm Mm-hmm. But how? Like, that's that's the big question. That's why we could all be these here other— for years. Yeah. I have so much to say. But I will say I'm trying to collect all my thoughts. I have ADHD, so I'm watching all my thoughts fly away. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't come back. back. <laughs> come back here. TikTok thinks I have ADHD, too. They tell TikTok me every day. Stop with that. They it's are pushing it. Pathologizing my life. It's like horrible. I'm like, am I neurodivergent? Oh, my God. Squirrel. Um, um, but, yeah, totally. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. So, one— what does that even mean to you? What does confidence mean? Okay, I'm going to write this down. Nobody can answer that question when I ask my clients that. They have no idea what that actually looks like for themselves because confidence for me could look very different from confidence. Okay, I actually have an answer. Maybe we could workshop this right now. So for anyone listening at home, I am writing down in my journal, and if you have a journal too, what does confidence mean to you? It's like a really great starting point. Thank you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to workshop this with you right now. Let's do it. Confidence to me means higher rejection resilience. And this is a concept. I don't know if it exists elsewhere. I didn't copy this from anyone, but I don't think I invented it. Um, I talk about this with one of my closest friends, the idea that you are not so scared of rejection that it keeps you from doing certain things. I am so afraid of rejection that I won't ask a hotel lobby worker if I can use their bathroom when I'm on a walk because I'm like, what if they say no? Mm. It is the dumbest thing, but Mm -hmm. it bleeds into so many areas of my life where I don't want to be rejected. And in my mind, being more confident is having a higher rejection resilience so I can go chase something even with the biggest risk that I will be rejected for something that I really want, like much higher stakes than can I pee in your toilet Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, so that, that to me is confidence, like being able to like go out there and not worry so much about what other people think or... Yeah, like the idea of being rejected. Okay. So what you focus on grows, right? And so there are a couple of things that I want to add in before I answer your question. One, confidence isn't a a static state. It's a feeling, okay? So our feelings come from our thoughts. So if you want to feel confident, you have to think things that generate a feeling of confidence in your body. Ah, okay. Now, rejection is what? It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling in your body. Of so, not being enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thought that yeah. generates that feeling. Yeah. And so when we are running away from feelings like rejection or embarrassment, mm-hmm. humiliation, fear, failure, when we run away from those feelings, we're saying, I can't, I'm not capable of handling that. Oh. And so the secret— you guys are about to get the like craziest secret of life. It's going to change your life. But <laughs> if you're willing to feel any emotion, you can do anything. And so when you dumb it down, literally like break it down to what it is, rejection is literally physical sensations in your body. Yeah. What does it feel like to you in mm-hmm. your body? Okay, let me think about the last time I was rejected. Uh, I haven't applied to a job in a long time. <laughs> Maybe like— Pit in your stomach? Yeah, pit in the stomach for sure. Oh, cheeks getting hot, like embarrassment, kind of like mm, that. Like, flush. Yeah, flush, like hot face, mm-hmm. um, adrenaline kind of surge, like I have to run away, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Or fake my own death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like heart palpitations. Okay. Does that sound? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's my body, so I don't know what Yeah, I mean, the, I experienced something similar, but what's wrong with that? Yeah, it's, it's, we have to, <laughs> this is like such a trope, but like the whole getting comfortable being uncomfortable, like, yeah, it, it's true. Yeah. And it's just being like, what am I feeling? Instead of being like, oh, I'm feeling rejection and saying it's rejection, but like, mm-hmm. what is it actually in your body? Right. Because when you say it's rejection, it's as if it's this monster that's right. coming out of the closet chasing yeah. you. We create and, a narrative. Yeah. And then it becomes something so much bigger than it needs to be. But if right. you're like, oh, I just feel a pit in my stomach mm-hmm. and I'm really hot and I feel like queasy. Okay. And then I can be like, okay, I can handle that yeah. for five minutes. Well, yeah. If we focus on like the physical, let's say— 
like we go into the narrative though. And so this is the difference. Yeah, right? Like I'm not good enough for this job. I wasn't good enough for whatever reason. Like there's something wrong with me where I'm not allowed to use the hotel lobby bathroom. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So our mind is so fascinating and I love learning about the brain. And the brain is wired to keep us safe and belonging is like I think number one community is number one yeah, in terms of safety yeah a brain is our brain a brain our brain <laughs> is wired to keep us safe and so rejection there was a study I forgot who did it that was done on rats actually and when rats. when they feel rejection it's actual physical pain in their body like Aww. pain and that we feel it as well and it's just because we're so hardwired to survive yeah and you know if we were to go back hundreds, thousands of years, we would, we relied on communities to stay alive. And so here's the secret sauce. Rejection isn't the problem. What you're making rejection mean is the problem. Because it's not about our safety anymore, most of the time. Well, yeah. And so because you were rejected, let's say by a job Mm -hmm. or by someone at the hotel lobby that said, no, you can't pee in here. (laughs) What are you making that mean about you though? Yeah. That And that's the thing. I can't make it mean anything. Like, can I use your bathroom? Like, why does that no trigger that fear, that fear response, right? Like, yeah. that I have to run away response. Yeah. Well, well, so normally, like, people internalize the no as something is wrong with me or I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy, yada, yada, yada. And, we, and when we do that, we're just reconfirming and re-solidifying and— Making that belief stronger. So a yeah. thought is something that happens. We have forty to 60,000 thoughts a day, and it floats in, and it floats out, and it floats in, and it floats out. We have 60,000 thoughts a day. Oh, yeah, girl. Christ. Okay. It's a party <laughs> going on in there all yeah. the time. I knew it was a million internet tabs. I just knew it. Like, <laughs> I was just like, woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots. But but it's just so interesting that we continue to pick the same ones, yeah. right? And on so, repeat. So that's what's called a thought loop, and it mm-hmm. when it repeats, and we re- repeat it when you focus on it, that's when it becomes a belief, Okay. Wow. And that's when you identify, like, your identity is now in this, and you think it's you. Like, if you think, like, I'm not creative. Like, that's who yeah. I am. Because one kid told me this in fifth grade, and then— That's I've, my life story now. It's my life story. It's my villain origin story. I've repeated it <laughs> long enough that I'm not creative, so I can't do creative things, and— I'm having, like, therapy-level epiphanies right now, like— I'm not going to, like, unload personally, but there's Go. stuff. There's the 60,000 thoughts going off in my brain right now. <laughs> She's stuck. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, wow, like, the the thought loop that has become a belief mm-hmm. that has fed into this, like, fear of rejection, mm-hmm. which erodes confidence. That is wild. Mm-hmm. So if, okay, so, like, let's say people want to be confident and they mm-hmm. don't want to experience rejection. And what I have to say to that is then you don't really want to be confident. Yeah. If you're confident, you don't give a fuck. Sorry if I can't say that word. You can say whatever you want. (laughs) If you're rejected. Yeah. And mind you, like confidence, again, is a feeling. So it comes and goes. It's not like it's a person. It's not a state of being. It comes and goes. And so, you know, I don't want anyone to think that, like, you're supposed to just land there and you're forever there. But it's, again, like when a thought becomes a belief, it's— you tap in faster. Yeah. It's stronger. It's hard to break. It, it's le- yeah, and it's like less work, right? So when you are really building confidence and it gets stronger, it does become more automatic. Okay. Than operating out of insecurities. Yeah. So the thing with confidence, you can talk about it all day, but the only way to build confidence is in the action of it. So let's say I'm trying to. Actually, I am trying to do this right now, but I haven't gone out, so that's making this a little difficult. <laughs> but my goal is to just go up to guys yeah. at bars, on the street, anywhere, and just, if I think they're attractive, just, like, talk to them. Because I, I'm staring at you like, what? I know. Like, how crazy <laughs> People do is that? that? <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Because I just—anyways, the story is, <laughs> as to why it is irrelevant, but I— in, if I don't have the confidence to do that, I can't just, like, sit here and, like, build the will yeah. to, like, like finally 
just muster like, the courage. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's an active practice. It's an active practice. Okay. So the more I do it, the more confident I am. Yeah. So there's a difference between self-confidence and confidence. Okay. Self-confidence is when you haven't done something before. Mm-hmm. So I haven't run my own business full time before. So in order to do that, I have to build this inner trust, confidence, courage, bravery, self-confidence to do it. Belief in yourself. Yeah, because I've never done it before. Okay. And so confidence is based on prior experiences. Ah, okay. I can ride a stationary bike and you, you know, in my sleep. Right. And And be damn good at it. (laughs) Until I'm 80, probably. And be damn good at it. (laughs) And I'm very confident in that because I did it for so long. But you can't get that without getting out there and doing something. Okay, okay. So self-confidence, believing in yourself before you've even done something, Mm -hmm. right? And general confidence is, I know I'm good at this because I've done it. Mm -hmm. This is good. Yeah, and so to get to self-confidence, which clearly is more challenging, it's focusing on pumping up, volume up on the areas that you're already confident. Okay. And when trying something like, talking to a guy, start in a way that's, like, less, like, using my example, like, less, like, direct of me just going up to some guy at a bar, like, me talking to the waiter and saying, thanks, how was your day? Like, okay. finding, baby like, steps. baby steps okay. to build just up. build up to it. Right, okay. So if you get knocked down at a baby step, it's not, like, a colossal feeling of, I guess, rejection, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, that was kind of fun. Or, like, yeah. Or it was just nice to have a conversation with a human being. You get a little, like, social high, a little bump up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Love that. So I'm coming back to this idea of, like, doing these baby steps to overcome this insecurity. And the insecurity, from what I'm gathering, is coming from a feeling of not being enough in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Not being smart enough, pretty enough rich enough, like what, whatever it is, like successful enough, like it's not being enough of something. Is that a common theme that you've noticed as well? Yes. Okay. I think that if we were to like dive into everyone's souls, like that is the deep fear that we might not be. Yeah. I'm not enough. Not and if, enough, I'm not, not, if I'm not enough, I'm not safe. Exactly. Okay. So it's a, a matter of rejecting the narrative that you're not enough and reminding yourself that you are safe, but, like, also no one is 100% safe. Well, yeah, and safety is, again, a, th- a thought and a feeling that you create. Yeah. It's not a place. It's not a— This is like a Sunday sermon. <laughs> yeah, it's not a dollar amount. It's yeah. not—like, as we've learned and as I've really learned in the past year is, like, I was telling my clients this literally this week yes. on our group call. Everything that you can have can disappear tomorrow, today. And so we don't talk about this enough as adults or, like, as, you know, in school or parent as parents. Like, we should be telling our kids that life is, whether we like it or not, ever-changing. So, like, let's think of it from a friend's perspective. When I was in San Francisco, the amount of people— that moved in and out of that city mm-hmm. in five years. The turnover. <laughs> was insane. Yeah. Like, I had core groups of girlfriends, and then all of a sudden, a year later, gone. Every wow. single one of them. And so it's like, we think, oh my gosh, I've built this community. I finally feel so good. I found this cycling class where yeah. I feel like I belong. And then a year later, the studio's not there anymore. Or mm-hmm. it's not the same instructor list. Or, like, everything changes. And so— Basically, what I'm saying is we get attached, and instead of saying, like, this is my safety, like, I am building a sense of safety within myself, and I'm appreciating all of these things that are aligning and feel really good while I have them. Yeah. Instead of being like, dang, I really wish that I could go back to those times where we all lived in the same city or my friend didn't have her boyfriend and— yeah. Everyone has babies, you know? Yeah, it's just <laughs> been there. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. It just always, It's inevitable. This is, what this is reminding me of, and this is just how my brain is processing what you're telling me. It's like, okay, yes, we like to have people in our lives who keep us going. That little bit of like external feeling of safety in this case. But we need it on the inside. And I'm thinking right now about the time that I ran a half marathon when there were like no cheerleaders mm-hmm. on the outside. And uh, 
it was the first time I realized how important they were, how important, like, those random strangers holding signs that are, like, if Brittany made it through 2008, you can make it through 13 miles, like, you know, cheering you on. Like, I didn't realize how important that was to me until I didn't have that, Mm -hmm. which reminded me of the value of that, like, you know, external feeling, uh, whether it's of safety or support or love or whatever. But I still got through the race itself. Like, I didn't need it to, like— get through Mm -hmm. and to make it and to keep running like that was all inside Mm -hmm. and it's like a weird way of processing it no that's I think that's a great example because we think that it's because of those people we got through yeah but we're not giving ourselves any credit no credit and when you don't give yourself credit no wonder you don't have confidence yeah because you're saying it's because of these people that you got through right no like yes having a support system obviously yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful and I want everyone to have one. Mm-hmm. Literally, I wish I could give them out. <laughs> you know, it. so I always, I, this question always comes down to, especially with my clients and with myself, it's like at the end of the day, if everything was taken away from you, would you be okay? And I asked my clients this, and like by the end of the, our time working together, it's an emotional question because they're, in a positive way because they say yes. Yeah. And it's something that they had never felt before. And it's it's not something that, you know, is going to come from like being with yourself for 30 minutes in the woods. Like this is an ongoing practice of, again, like trust like falls, trust exercises within yourself. And yeah. really, honestly, giving yourself the credit that you deserve. Every single one of you out there listening right now, you know who you are. Yeah. Because nobody likes to give themselves credit especially women. Yeah, we're afraid of being like narcissistic or too into ourselves or whatever it is. Yeah, and every time you downplay yourself, you are creating a lack of trust. Wow, yeah. And you're feeding into the lack of worthiness. Like you are just creating this cycle. And so this, I'm sorry to keep bringing up because this is all related weirdly to like all of the things that I was talking about this week with some of my clients. But another one of my clients was talking about how she has this behavior that is, like, self-sabotaging. And I asked her why she does it. And she was like, "Mm, honestly, I don't know. And there are so many situations where we're all doing that to ourselves because it's just familiar. It's just what we know. Again, patterns and habits. And we aren't taught to unlearn all of the things that we've learned in childhood and— we aren't even aware that some things need to be unlearned. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't so, know what you don't know. <laughs> so separating, yeah. So like moral of the story, like separating yourself from social media for periods of the day and friends and family and having that quiet time with yourself, even if it's 10 minutes, like yeah. in the shower, putting your hands on your heart and just like being with yourself. So many people are afraid of this, I've realized. so scary. Yeah. But like what you'll find is that fear is not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And if you just drop into your body and just like feel the weight of your bones into your feet and into the ground and you just breathe, all of a sudden you feel more calm than you've probably felt in the week, last month, last year. I'm going to do that today. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of my like self-work in the shower now that I'm thinking about it. Shower's a fun time. Yeah. I, I got like a pink shower speaker for like some what? fun music. Yeah. I'll send oh you gosh. the Amazon link. I need that. <laughs> I but really. like I put plants in there, some crystals, like mm-hmm. totally, I, I tricked out the shower. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like whatever works for you. Yeah. But It's your alone time. Yeah. And, you know, habit stacking where you're adding yeah. something to something you're already doing is why it's Atomic habits. Easier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's like, I'm always going to shower. So like, if I'm in there, it's like, oh yeah, this is what I do in the shower. Yeah, do my mental work. Mm -hmm. Love that. Okay, so we've been chatting for a bit, and I don't want to take up more of your time. (laughs) I have a couple. talk to you all day. (laughs) I know, like this is going to be a seven-hour podcast. (laughs) I have two questions. I'll try to make them quick from listeners. I'm very excited about this. So our first caller, (laughs) 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 our first listener, Sarah in Knoxville, Tennessee. For those who haven't felt confident in a long time, we've been stuck. Uh, She was talking about being kind of forced to be stagnant through COVID. We've been stuck for a while. How do we navigate growth and change after being stuck for so long? How do we get those wheels back in motion to see that change we want to see in ourselves? Mm -hmm. I think, so I love this quote, there isn't better than here. 
And I think this is the bigger story, too, for all of us, is that, you know, once I do this, like, I'll I'll feel better. And once I'm out of my house from the pandemic and my life is moving forward, I'll feel better. And it's only going to feel better because you're telling yourself that. But then as soon as you get there, it's not going to— it's going to—the thoughts are going to change, and then your reality is going to be more of the same, and then you're going to need to get somewhere else. But there, whether it's a million dollars, house, kids, beautiful dog, Stella, <laughs> um, isn't better than here. It's just you thought you think about it differently. So, for example, weight loss is a really easy example yeah. to— I think a lot of people in post— I guess lockdown COVID, I guess we're still technically in COVID. A lot of people post-lockdown are like still dealing with Mm -hmm. physical body issues. Yeah. So like let's use weight loss as an example. So if the goal is to lose 10 pounds because I think I'm going to like my body more, when I lose 10 pounds, I like my body more because I'm thinking about my body differently. Right. But then my thoughts again— probably will change and I'll worry about gaining it back or want to lose more. And so nothing is ever enough if we have this mentality of I need to get somewhere. Like I lack something to be happy. So yeah. So what I would suggest, and this is something that I've been practicing myself, is not where I want to go, but where do I want to be right now? Like what makes me feel really good now? How do I want to feel? Yeah. Yeah. Like moving my body, hanging out with awesome people, like— I'm in the—so the first six months of this year, tangent, I was sick with COVID. Yeah. Like, very sick. Very, very sick. Um, And so I feel like I kind of didn't really experience anything but COVID for the first six months of this year. And so the rest of this year is all about play and just just joy. Like, I went to the fair. I rode every ride. I was was 10 years old. (laughs) And it was the greatest thing in my life. So, you know, it's— Less about, like, where you're trying to go and just making, like, how can you make the best of this moment right now? Because maybe this is really awesome. Because the more you're focusing on what's in front of you, you're missing this moment. Yeah. And when you're focusing on this moment, you're getting closer to the longer goals. Love that. You can change your perspective now. Yeah. To get unstuck. If you want to lose the weight or if you want to get back into— Moving and grooving again post pandemic. Mm-hmm. If you're, panini. <laughs> you might get overwhelmed by that. You might like try to go to a class that you did before the pandemic and you are nowhere near that mm-hmm. athletic ability. And then you feel worse and you go home and you binge on food. Yep. So having this goal can sometimes self sabotage us and make us feel worse as opposed to. What does, like, getting moving and motivated mean for me right now that's actually tangible? Because that's going to get you to the bigger goal of, like, you know, your life moving forward and growing and all that stuff. Feeling like you're in motion again. Yeah. Yeah, And in control. Yeah. Okay. Second caller. (laughs) I like pretending this is a radio show. I'm making sure. We should have a radio show. It would be so fun. Okay. From Avery in Panama City Beach, Florida. Hi, Avery. (laughs) What's up, Avery? (laughs) Okay. She says, I just started a new job. Huge leap in the role, responsibilities, and salary than the previous job. Do you have any advice on how I can remain confident and appear confident in my abilities while I am in the thick of the learning stages? Yes. Be honest. Yeah. Be messy. When you don't know something, own it. People find that confident as opposed to pretending that you know, Mm. and then later, like, you know— Discovering that shit hit the fan behind shit the scenes. Shit hit yeah. the fan, and then you're really in trouble. But, like, I find confidence is when someone's like, you're right, I totally messed up, or I don't know what that is, but I will figure it out. And so— Self-awareness and ownership. Transparency. Yeah. Like, be authentic, be genuine, and show that that is what's going to make you the best for this role. Because the more honest you're about what you don't know, then you have all this information that you're going to learn, and that's what's going to give you— the power in the role to be the most confident as opposed to pretending you don't and then ever learning mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's what you were saying about like you'll get that experience, that practice, and then you'll have the confidence from that practice. Yep. You're building that muscle just like exercise. <laughs> yes. Jenny, this was so wonderful. 
if listeners, not if, gosh, when our listeners want to find more from you, hear more from you, work with you, all that good stuff, where can they keep working this confidence muscle? I love that. Um, You can visit me on the gram. I'm really into reels these days. Um, It's just at Jenny Gaither. (laughs) (laughs) Love the reels. (laughs) I literally am like, I'm a cinematographer. Um, And bravebabecoaching.com is where you'll find all of my coaching stuff. And I just started a blog on there. So I, I, my email list and my blog will have a lot of like resources and stuff similar to what we talked about today and more that's like free. And so I just, yeah, all there. would love to and connect. And upcoming podcast. Correct. Yeah. Dive deep with Jenny. I am starting a podcast. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> I know. I feel like I haven't like really fully launched. No, just like process that that's happening, oh. <laughs> but it's totally happening. Okay, cool, cool. And so look out for that. Yeah. Dive deep with Jenny Gaither. I'm very excited. Available where podcasts can be found. <laughs> yeah, so my like secret power is like my vulnerability. And uh, so get ready for great stories. Oh, yeah. Like how I got stuck in Mexico with COVID. Oh, and yeah. how I escaped. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm really excited for this, actually. Because <laughs> I haven't even heard this full story. <laughs> it's good. Okay, good, good. Oh, Stella wants to participate. Oh, Hi, baby. Um, Jenny, we love you. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You're a rock star. You're a rock star. Wouldn't be here without I'm you. I'm inspired. Ditto. Always. Thank you, sister. Heart you. We're so grateful you've tuned in today. How incredible was that coaching from Jenny? I personally took hella notes, and I am going to be referring back. I hope you get out there and start doing your confidence exercises because you deserve to feel good. You deserve to feel proud of yourself, confident in who you are and happy in your skin. It's definitely not going to happen overnight unless you're a warlock or Zendaya. Probably not even Zendaya though. She's a Virgo. We struggle in this territory. So yeah, probably just a warlock. Anyway, we'd love to hear from you and know what you want to learn next. Coaching, therapy, candid convos, taboo topics, educational sessions, you name it. Drop us a line at I'm fine, I-M-F-I-N-E, no apostrophe, at thisisfinepodcast.com. All right, we love you. We believe in you. Go forth, little butterflies. Dance in the wind. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. Thank you.